Welcome back, everybody, to Becoming a Critical Health Thinker. You're listening to Episode 43, Sugars for Life, Part 3. Well, the sugar kingdom is vast and fascinating in ways I never knew until I was supposed to die at the end of the year. Hi, I'm Becky Campos, and that is extremely motivating, right? All I knew about the sugar kingdom was the highly processed white refined sugar I purchased in large quantities for as long as I could remember and in all its forms. That's it. I had no clue that there were other options to sweeten my food supply, but now I found myself exiting the standard American diet and becoming a critical health thinker. In this episode, I would like to introduce you to my favorite whole food sweeteners. I will define them, categorize them, and how to consume them responsibly. Now, this doesn't mean that there are no other sweeteners or other options that are just as good uh, out in the marketplace, but these are the ones that I used to in my journey to reclaiming my health. And so I stay true to that journey and then uh, we can visit some other sweeteners in another podcast, but these are the ones that I have been using now for 20 years. May this information do for you what it did for me. Well, here we want to remember that whole food sweeteners are categorized as natural and structured to our being, unlike artificial sweeteners, which are defined as a synthetic, chemically manufactured substance. And I will be covering artificial sweeteners in another podcast. So I would like to bring attention to the fact that it is no small matter to seek out natural whole sweeteners structured to our being to sweeten our foods to the best of our ability. You can't imagine what a difference it will be for you in reclaiming your health or in for the sake of prevention to exit the standard American diet full of its white sugars, table sugars, and all its forms, processed foods, and so forth that uh, interrupt our self-healing, self-cleansing, and self-rejuvenating capabilities. Well, first, my very favorite whole food sweetener when it comes to sweetening my beverages, hot and cold, my oatmeal, my French toast, and a cinnamon toast, or um, Sometimes I'll make an apple crisp here and there. It's been a while, but I do make it and it has a combination of this sweetener and other sweeteners. And I carry it with me everywhere I go. And that is my Stevia. Now, some of the following information is from Stevia.com, the producers of this plant-based sweetener, mostly grown in small farms in Asia, South America, or other tropical, subtropical climates. To extract the plant's intense sweetness, stevia leaves are harvested and dried. The leaves are then steeped in hot water after multiple stages of filtering and centrifuging to concentrate the sweetest components of the leaf, the resulting purified stevia extract is ready to be sold commercially. Stevia leaf extracts are comprised of stevial glycosides, which are the sweetest 
tasting parts of the leaf. For food grade stevia must have at least, they say, 95% steviol glycosides in the majority of the countries where stevia leaf extract is sold. This is the standard. While stevia does not initiate insulin since it is a plant sweetener, it has a zero glycemic index, which I will be talking about the glycemic index and glycemic load in another podcast. But it is good to know that uh, this plant-based sweetener has a zero glycemic index and your insulin is not affected. It has a sweet taste, but does take maturing your palate at first to enjoy it. For a girl like me who was used to consuming table sugar in all its forms in high quantities, mastering consuming stevia was a good thing. There is only one brand I know of that produces pure stevia without adding any other ingredients. The brand is Sweet Leaf. When purchasing any stevia, it is good to make sure that other sweeteners have not been added. Stevia comes in powder and liquid form, and today you can find it in a variety of flavors. Guess how? Such as vanilla and peppermint, and comes in travel size packets as well four ounce containers or in two ounce liquid bottle form and a variety of other quantities really stevia is my go-to sweetener i primarily use it to sweeten my cold and beverage hot beverages in the morning as i mentioned my oatmeal and i love it it's uh, one of the things that i reach for uh, to sweeten a smoothie And I do make a smoothie every single morning and it'll have uh, some stevia in it. It is helpful to read the label on the packaging since it will give you an exchange measure you can use when baking. I believe two teaspoons equals one cup of sugar. Stevia is not categorized as an artificial sweetener as it is extracted from a plant source and not chemically bound and produced in a laboratory such as uh, maybe aspartame is. And so we'll talk more again about artificial sweeteners, although this little um, stevia packages look, they come in little packages, uh, green packages, a deep green. They can be mistaken as an artificial sweetener, but it is not. And so I hope you check it out. Well, next, Sucanat. Oh, I love Sucanat. This product is made by Wholesome Sweeteners. I love it for baking with. However, a good disclaimer here is that I do not bake a lot. Therefore, I use it rarely, but it is one of my favorite sweeteners. Sucanat comes from sugarcane and is the least of the sugars processed from the cane stalk. It is dark brown because it has not been highly processed and it still contains trace amounts of iron, calcium, vitamin B6, potassium, and chromium. You can reduce the amounts required in a recipe to less and still produce a beautiful muffin, pancake, or any other baked good. A tablespoon or two of sucanat with clarified butter 
to caramelize pecans and walnuts over low heat is one way to enjoy a snack. And I really do love to caramelize pecans and walnuts and almonds and put them all together and uh, put a, a few little pretzels in there to give it a little bit of a crunch and some salt and you have just a beautiful snack. I do love them on salads and that is a very good thing. So as you make your way through exiting the standard American diet, if you haven't already, and uh, exchange highly processed sugars, processed foods and beverages, you will find that mastering the law of nutrition takes some time. My palate had to mature, did you know it? As I became eminently skilled and consistently consumed my raw foods, plant-based foods, high nutrient, high in fiber, and cleansing waters, and mastered the other laws of health, uh, including fasting and cleansing, which I can't wait to get to, the foods structured to my being, guess what, became alive. And my palate matured so much so that I no longer craved white bread, white sugar, processed foods, and literally what I call aisles number four through nine foods uh, at the grocery stores I was so used to. It wasn't long before strawberries and cantaloupes satisfied me just as much as a piece of cake. This is what Whole Foods were created to do. Next is raw honey. I love honey and I think that it is one of the best things that ever happened to our food supply. It is a simple sugar, which is a combination of monosaccharides and disaccharides, which we talked about in uh, Sugars for Life Part 1. And uh, there's two particular data that I like to use, one from osmosis.org. Honey is a combination of 50% fructose, 44% uh, glucose, 4% galactose, uh, 2% maltose linked together to make honey. And the National Honey Board uh, data, which I think is probably one of the closest to, and the differences come because of the types of honey or the types of measurements that they use. Uh, and according to the National Honey Board, at honey is 38.5% fructose, 31% glucose, 17.1% water, 7.2 maltose, and 4.2% other carbohydrates, 1.5 sucrose, and 0.5% uh, minerals, vitamins, and enzymes. It is produced by the bee kingdom and comes to us from the Apidia family of 300 species. It is categorized as a natural sweetener. This is a good thing. Natural sweeteners, regardless of their origin, even when processed, remain safe for use in small quantities and high qualities, simply because their molecular structure is not chemically induced, like artificial sweeteners. Although there are many levels of honey production, according to the National Honey Board, quote, it doesn't matter if the container is glass or plastic or if the honey is purchased at the grocery store or farmer's market. If the ingredient label says pure honey, nothing was added from bee 
to hive, to bottle, unquote. And, quote, the color, flavor, and even aroma of honey differs depending on the nectar of flowers visited by the bees that made it. There are more than 300 unique types of honey available in the United States alone, each originating from a different floral source, unquote. While well, you should check them out, click on Honey Variables once you get there and watch a simple summary of some of the most popular honey you might run into at your grocery store. While going back to honey production, you can find honey just about anywhere. You don't have to go to a health food store to purchase good quality uh, honey because it's really uh, marketed and produced all over the United States. And so it's not hard to find a good quality uh, honey. I like to try different brands, but when I find one that I really, really like, I stick to it, <laughs> no pun intended. And so uh, I do have a uh, local, I like local products. And so uh, there is rawlifefarms.com uh, here in the Valley in Peoria, Arizona. So if you live in the Valley, you can go to their website and uh, they are simply amazing. They have so many products and you can find them uh, at the Arrowhead Mall if you live in the area that I live in. They may be in other malls, but I have uh, purchased product from them and they're in a little kiosk there in the Arrowhead Mall. And so otherwise you can go to their website and uh, they do sell their product there. I love their mesquite honey. I purchased a jar back uh, last year and uh, I use it primarily as a moisturizer and so I'll probably make a separate podcast on how to use honey as a moisturizer. It really is very simple but I don't want to go through it here and I love it. You won't be disappointed if you try it so I'll get that podcast up as soon as possible. Well, there's so much about honey that we love. According to the National Library of Medicine in the article, Honey and Health, a review on recent clinical research published April through June 2017. Honey includes main compounds such as proteins, vitamins, amino acids, minerals, and organic acids. Pure honey also consists of flavonoids, polyphenols, uh, glycosides, and so much more. Honey and Cancer is another uh, excerpt I liked on their, in their article, quote, Current studies show that honey may exert anti-cancer effects through several mechanisms. Investigations have indicated that honey has anti-cancer property through its interference with, guess what, multiple cell signaling pathways, which we've talked about in previous podcasts, including inducing apoptosis, anti-mutagenic, anti-proliferative, and anti-inflammatory pathways, unquote. Now, our work here is to consume these sweeteners in place of your table sugar uh, or any other processed sugars 
and all their forms and exchange them for whole food plant-based sweeteners or honey which is obviously from the bee kingdom but so many of us call it a plant-based sweetener just because uh, we have gotten so used to that and so uh, but we know it comes from bees and to consume them in small quantities or low quantities and high quality is probably the most responsible thing we can do and so I'm very choosy when I consume them I love to use organic raw honey to sweeten my vegetable medley vegetables like carrots yellow and green zucchini broccoli and cabbage are perfectly sauteed in clarified butter on low temperature until almost done and not overcooked sprinkled uh, with or with a teaspoon of honey or two tossed around and eureka you have a beautiful side dish simply delicious with chicken or on a bed of rice or on the side the honey is just enough to blend with the butter and draw the flavors of each of the vegetables out and so you won't be disappointed it's one of my very favorite side dishes to make well i love it i love honey and i keep a jar in my refrigerator and a small quantity in my pantry so that i can have it in hand when i want to sweeten something with that particular taste because honey is a very different taste than all the other sweeteners uh sucanat or or stevia it does have a particular taste as you know and so it may change your recipe and so it has to go with a recipe right it uh it it really cannot just go in any recipe and so i i do use it but i use it sparingly Next is agave nectar. Its origin comes to us from the Asparagaceae family. There are 200 agave species, often confused with the cacti family, but is related to the yucca family, specifically from the Tecaliana species that takes seven to 14 years to grow. They are native to the American Southwest, Mexico, and Caribbean. The agave syrup or agave nectar is commercially extracted from its stem and most agave syrups are produced from the same source, guess what, as tequila is made from, the tequiliana species and from the agave asalmiana plant. Well, if you search on YouTube how agave is made, you will find a variety of amazing videos. Agave nectar, like honey, is a simple sugar. It does contribute antioxidants and medicinal properties as well. According to the National Library of Medicinal National Center for Biotechnology, information in their article, Phytochemical and Classification of Agave Syrups Using a Method, HMNR and Chemometrics, quote, the phytochemical screening stands out for agave syrups containing higher levels of metabolites with antioxidant activity, mainly saponins, glycosides, and terpenoids, unquote. The darker the syrup, the more antioxidants in this case. The National Library of Medicine National Center for Biotechnology information is a great place to get a lot of information. You should check them out. 
While the carbohydrate content depends on the type of agave plant it is extracted from, it is up to 56% fructose, my friend, 20% glucose, and some sucrose. It has a slower blood sugar effect than glucose since it is higher in fructose content because uh, its metabolism pathway is the liver as we've discussed previously and it will make its way there every single time we consume it. When overconsumed, you bet, it will burden the liver for sure since it must be converted to fat and since the liver can only store so much fat, it will again, as I mentioned in Sugar for Life Part 1 and 2, recruit other parts of the body to help store the excess fat primarily visceral fat located in the abdomen and then to adipose fat throughout the rest of the body. So we want to keep that in mind. Like sugarcane, when it is processed, the juice is separated from the fibers and the fibers are used to create, guess what? Other byproducts like sandals and beautiful handcrafted paper. When consumed responsibly in small quantities, this plant-based sweetener quickly sweetens your foods due to its high fructose content. And uh, I know when I use a little bit of, um, of agave, it goes a long ways in comparison to honey. It really is much sweeter. I love to sweeten my Mediterranean and Asian recipes because it does sweeten uh, very quickly, but I use it um, in small amounts and uh, sparingly, just like my honey. And of course, anytime I use my Mrs. Dash original seasonings on my vegetables, uh, my honey or my agave is going to go on it. Just a sprinkle or a drizzle over it makes all the difference in the world. And so I love it. I think agave is one of my very favorite sweet sweeteners, but again, I choose to consume it sparingly and in low quantities and high qualities. I'm very choosy about it. I have to keep all of my sugars in check. And uh, for the last 20 years, I have been consuming very low quantities of any kind of sugars and especially added sugars. And so we would call honey and agave added sugars because they're not really within the food supply, but you're adding it to the food supply. Well, a great resource here is superfoodevolution.com. You can find their work on YouTube. They have a clear, concise, and accurate video called Agave Nectar, Is It Like High Fructose Corn Syrup? And uh, I really, really did like it. In conclusion, you want to consume these uh, sweeteners uh, that have a high fructose content in very small quantities at, if you're going to consume them due to the fructose that uh, makes its way to the liver. And uh, since there are so many uh, processed foods out in uh, the market that uh, often have high fructose corn syrup and then on the side of natural foods uh, or whole foods uh, if you consume any processed foods such as um, I would say candies or uh, jams or preserves or sauces or maybe um, um, protein bars of any kind snacks uh, they may be um, sweetened with 
honey or agave and uh, since they also have fructose in them you want to make sure that the amounts of these uh, particular sweeteners are still in lower amounts and not in high amounts and so that will keep us in um, consuming added sugars to the least amount and so but I would not uh, say that you should never consume it. I would say that we should consume it responsibly. Well, we have arrived at this podcast, Critical Health Thinking Skill or Application. Well, first, replace or exchange, if you have not done so already, your table sugars with a whole food or plant-based sweetener of your choice. And second, Although sucanat, honey, and agave all contribute antioxidants, enzymes, and medicinal properties, I do not count on them for these nutrients any more than I count on my popcorn for fiber, even though it has fiber in it. Nonetheless, I will take any medicinal properties, any antioxidants, any trace of minerals uh, or nutrients from anywhere and uh, but i still don't count on them for uh, high quantities of these particular uh, properties because i count on my plant-based foods to deliver those properties and then anything extra from anywhere else that is a good thing well it is my hope that this information will do for you what it did for me and please join me for episode 44 as I introduce you to Sugars for Life, Part 4. And as always, it is my hope that after all your listening, you will experience how simple health really is.